Welcome, Freedom Fighters, to Flawed and Free Podcast, where we build, empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the Warrior Princess, and I am your host. As a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister, I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Hey, you guys, how is everybody? I'm so glad that you guys have come back for another week with me, Tina, your warrior princess at Flawed and Free Podcast. So today's topic we will be discussing is can children get deliverance? Can children get deliverance? And so this podcast is focuses on spiritual warfare, deliverance and healing. And so on this bonus episode, I would love to share with you. I have two special guests here with me, which are my children. And I have three children in total, actually. So um, but my two youngest are here, my middle child and my baby, and they are my interview guests for today. So we have Lanaya. Say hello. Hey, (laughs) y'all. And then we have Xavier, which is the baby. Hey, guys. (laughs) They're so cute. So today we're talking about the ministry of deliverance and can children get deliverance? And my babies are going to talk about their personal testimony and experience getting deliverance and sharing whatever tea it is that they want to share in today's episode. So the ministry of deliverance is is a ministry of healing. It's a ministry of love. And so, you know, and it's a it's a miracle working ministry as well. So miraculous powers, miraculous powers that the Lord has given us through our dominion, power and authority given to in by Jesus Christ. He has given us dominion, power and authority here on earth to be able to cast out demons and heal the sick. And so many are new to the to the ministry of deliverance or maybe unknowing or unaware about deliverance or what it does. And even more specifically, if children can be delivered from demons. And so what we know, uh, there's lots that we know, of course, about the deliverance ministry. The Lord performed many deliverances. Um, throughout biblical, throughout the scriptures, there were seven, seven um, scriptures that notably in the, in the Bible show where there were demons cast out. And so there were seven demonic powers that deliverance was expressed in scripture. And so we know that Christians, that believers can have demons. If you listen to my podcast, can Christians have demons? Um, yes, absolutely. Christians, believers can be oppressed, can be demonized is the more appropriate term demonization. Um, but yes, believers can be demonized with, with a presence, with a demonic presence of, of, of demons. And so a lot of people believe believed or even still believe that believers, Christians cannot be 
demonized, cannot be oppressed. And that's just simply not true. And the same is true for children. So there it's no different for children than it is for adults. And what we know is that, you know, demons are trespassers and Jesus Christ, he purchased us with his blood. He purchased us with his blood and demonic powers and presences. They have no legal right to obtain or even be in your home. So demons consider your body or the body of the believer to be their home, to be their house. And so they reference and have referenced even as a deliverance minister that, you know, they'll say, and I've heard spirits speak out of the person to me and say, she's mine or he's mine. This is my house. And so they've taken in their minds possession. They think that they have legal rights and authority to continue to dwell in your domain, to continue to indwell in the space of your body, which is their home. And so we must first remember that we're spirits first. We're spirits in a body. And so our spirits have to have a body to live out of, to live through. And so the same is for demonic spirits. They have to have a body to operate their nature or their characteristic. And so if it's a demon of lust, it needs a body to lust out of. If it's a demon of perversion, it needs a body that it can use and and operate in perverted things. If it's a, a lying spirit, a demonic spirit of lying, it needs a body that it can lie through. So it has no purpose without a body. So they need your body. They want your home. They want your house. And they consider themselves as a taking ownership through whatever legal doorways, access and entrances that have been given to them. And sometimes these entrances have been given them to them through our iniquity, which is our sin, which is unrepented sin. And sometimes it's through generational bloodline curses through the sins of our forefathers. And so not just mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, but even further than that, that can even trace back to before the beginning of time. So most of us don't even know if we have a demon or maybe you're unaware that we are coming to an agreement or that we have gone through some sort of demonic attack or we have they have disguised themselves as parts of our personality. And so you may be unaware that there may be things that you do or say or believe or know just that really aren't you. It really isn't the true you in your spirit, but a demonic spirit has disguised himself and hidden himself into the compartments of your house, into your home. And then they actually perform their assignments. They perform their duties and responsibilities and they perform their nature from whatever it is that they were sent to do. And so demons should not be there. They're trespassers. They're illegally there. But somewhere, whether you've personally done it or someone in your family has done it, or maybe a conjunction or a conglomeration of the two have partnered 
and allowed an open door, an open portal or something for these demonic spirits to gain access and be able to operate within your body. But demons are our spiritual enemies. And so we are indwelled and we have been bought with a price by Jesus Christ through the blood atonement of the Lord, literally standing in the gap and being the sacrifice for our sin so that we could receive eternal salvation through him. And so demonic powers are our spiritual enemies and they're seeking to steal, kill and destroy. John 10 and 10 tells us that demons are spiritual in it, they are, that they are seeking to steal, kill and destroy. Now, Matthew 12, 43 through 45, I've just finish discussing how a spirit dwells and in your home. And when deliverance comes upon a spirit and they must leave your house, they will make attempts to come back into the house in which they left. And so Matthew 12, 43 through 45, this is a key anchor scripture in deliverance. Because once they are driven out, once they are cast out, once a demon is cast out, it's not a happy place to be, right? Because they're seeking and roaming through dry and desolate and dark spaces to see where they can find rest, but they don't. And so the easiest thing for a demon to do is to return back to the home, back to the house from which they have left. So I'll read out of the NKJV version of this scripture. So verse 43 says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Verse 44 says, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Verse 45 says, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. And so this scripture speaks to deliverance and demons being cast out an unclean spirit being cast out of a man and the desire for them to come back and indwell the house or the home from which they were sent out of. And so the Holy Spirit is supposed to indwell and cover and fill those empty and vacated spaces that those demonic powers have utilized for their glory. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to fill those spaces in deliverance. So because as believers, as the body of believers, we are supposed to be spirit we are spirits, the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be in alignment and agreement with the Holy Spirit. So every part of us, as we pray and meditate and invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, every single area of our house, of our bodies, of our temples, of our homes, of our minds should be 
filled with the spirit of God and no longer the demonic spirits. So a lot of people have have not they'll get deliverance, but they don't they don't they're not able to maintain their deliverance because they've returned back maybe to the house or returned back to prior, you know, prior activities or or they have not filled those empty spaces that have now been evicted out from demonic powers with the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, those areas, according to Matthew says, they're swept clean and they're empty and they're void. And so that has given the opportunity room to come back in, but this time with seven more more wicked than before. So getting deliverance is great, but maintaining your deliverance is even more important. But I'll leave that for another episode. We'll definitely be talking more about getting deliverance and maintaining your deliverance. Today, we're talking about can children get deliverance? And yes, they can. And so my children will be sharing some of their testimonies, on their deliverance sessions. And I'm so excited for them to chime in and jump in on what they think about even what I've just said. So what are you guys thinking over there about what I just explained about demonic powers, demonic oppression and demonization and the ministry of deliverance? Um, Hey, y'all, it's Lanai here. <laughs> It's it's definitely a lot, you know. It's a lot to take in and to know because not it's not really said, you know. Not a lot of people are talking about these things of deliverance and things in the churches, so it can be very like, what? What are you talking about? Like, new news? Like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> definitely, like when I saw it, I was like, um, because my mom, she, you know, she got into it. She was like. She always shows us things, you know, in the ministry and stuff. So when she showed me, I was like, um, sweetie, like, what is this? <laughs> I believe they were, look, you guys were a little scared at first. Like, no, I wasn't scared. Uh, I, I wouldn't say scared, but I was, it was definitely like surprising. I was like, mm, this is new. Like, it was like, what? Cause like the, the ones foreign. that we, yeah, yeah, very, very, very. The ones that we've seen, like, it was like more violent than like ours. So it was like, um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. But like, you know, God, you know, reveals things to you, revelation, all that. So I knew not to be scared. Like, oh, let me like run away from this. No. Cause, um, really long time ago I got delivered, but I didn't really get, you know, the, physical deliverance you know the little session or whatever so long time ago I you know got delivered over time with my lifestyle and stuff you know perversion all that stuff and you know being a like little kid and teenager stuff you know you're trying to explore and you know curious and all that stuff so I definitely got into things and I was definitely like looking back as a child <laughs> You know, I was <laughs> probably the, mo the more troubled child out of everyone. <laughs> I seem to always get in trouble, but I, I want to say we're not going to talk about that because we are going to talk about that. But like <laughs> she had she had middle child syndrome, y'all. Girl, yes, I did. That and more. Well, I would Rebellion like was her middle name. And it was a spirit, and though. It was a demonic spirit. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me, but yeah. like. And lying to like, yeah. 
girl, I'll eat a donut right in front of you. You ask me if I ate a donut, I'll be like, no, what you talking about? I ain't no donut. Like, <laughs> that sounds like much, like, it'd be for the stupidest reasons. Yeah. And I'd be like, girl, no, nah, why you do that? But like, you know, you just, you never know. And like, you don't know these things until God shows you these things. So when you're doing it, you're like, mm, it's just me, blase, blase, just keep it pushing. But it's really not like, we really got to check ourselves and really, you know, look back at what we're doing and stuff. So it definitely was a life changer and it gave me a very different perspective. And like looking back on those things, like, dang, I did do this, doing that. But like you delivered now. And Amen. It's just very grateful to, you know, being able to be young, but still be mindful and mature, like enough in the spirit to know like, hey, you can't do these things. You can't do those things like not a lot of people get that now and not a lot of people are getting that um, that guidance that, you know, my mom has given us. So it's been a like roller coaster. Like it, we just been like shooting out the roof, like with everything, everything's just happening so fast. And like we've just grown a lot. You just never know like what could happen in a few days, let alone a few months or years. So. It was definitely like a good experience with my deliverance. Um, my deliverance wasn't very, you know, that violent or whatever, but my deliverance was pretty cool. I mean, I knew it was coming, so it, it like it was very smooth. So how it even started was like it was uh, it was a situation. My uncle was trying to get surgery, and we were <laughs> we were trying to pray for him, and like. My mom was like, you want to pray? You want to pray? And I was like, no. I kind of was like being shy or whatever. And I was just like, no. And she was like, like, what are you talking about? No, we pray all the time. And you don't want to pray now? And I was like, nah. And so, like, <laughs> we had got back in the car. And she was like, girl, why you want to pray? And, like, the demon was like, I ain't want to pray. And I was like, and that's that. Like, that's it, period. In <laughs> <laughs> the back of my mind, I was like, um, I, I actually didn't mind praying, but, um, you know, the demon was talking, you know, so like it was just a lot and I knew what it was too. And like, but when she was talking to me, like I couldn't say anything, like I couldn't, you know, I can't even explain it. I couldn't even like, it was just so cold and like distant when she was like talking to me cause she was rebuking me and stuff and like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I was just in there like, oh my god! I wasn't rebuking you. I was no, rebuking no, yeah, the yeah, demonic yeah. spirit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if y'all. Well, this is my first time really talking like this, y'all. So I don't know if y'all understand or not. But like rebuking, like I mean, like the devil. I knew yeah. she wasn't talking to me, like talking to me crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah, she would be. She like, that's what I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I I bind y'all. I'm gonna cast y'all out. I got you. I got you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And I was just like, <laughs> dang. Like I was just standing. <laughs> I just did it like okay because like I've seen her deliver all these people but like it was finally my turn so I was like oh okay and like you know I had to go through the same process everyone else does you know the pack or whatever and so I did that and I think the day of my deliverance I I knew I was going to get delivered that day because of uh, I was working I think I was working at Wendy's at the time and it was like it was my day off. They were trying to call me in, and it was like, "You can you?" Run? I was like, mm, "Girl, no, this no, this is my day." And so I already knew I was ready. I woke up early, 
Girl, brush my teeth. I heard my mom come out the door. I was like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I didn't want to warn the demons what was going on yeah, at that I, time. I yeah, I didn't really even know how I was really praying and partnering with the Holy Spirit and waiting on him to give me the direction as to when to do your deliverance and and the strategy in which to do so. And so um, I knew that timing and a number of other things needed to happen and needed to take place before we even got to doing your deliverance, which is why that particular night I confronted the demon because he was talking to me through you. And I could discern through the spirit that it was the demon talking that it wasn't you. And that's when I began to rebuke it and bind it in the spirit and she was like mom I was I I was so cold I couldn't I was I couldn't say anything but I could hear you but I couldn't do anything which I hear a lot in deliverances you know um, when the demon surfaces and the person manifests and so she was manifesting um, I saw the demon spiritually I saw him and I just immediately started speaking to him and rebuking it and so at the time I was not in a place where I could cast it out and so that's why I was basically serving at notice at that point and telling the demon hey listen I'm coming for you you just you just sit tight I'm getting and so I started binding them in chains and all of that until um the Lord had released me to actually um go through with your deliverance. So Xavier, what what would you like to add to any of what we're discussing right now? Anything that's on your heart um, pertaining to your deliverance? Um, I would just say that like um, guard your heart. Be careful what you watch. Any TV television and any movie that you like i mean if it's scary movies don't watch it because that's an open door to demonic demons and stuff and i was watching i was at my friend's house and i looked at the tv and there was um you know it was a horror movie and like the spirit of fear just strike me down and i was like wait i was like wait a minute i said that's not me cuz god has not given me the spirit of fear but uh Period. but of love power and a sound mind amen and so i I re- remember that scripture and i was like why am i being afraid i should i should not cuz god hasn't given me it so so yeah but my deliverance but my deliverance was um a little bit rough at the front start like I was like um I went in my in my um I went in the room and my mom prayed for me and I started manifesting and like out of nowhere I just came up and I screamed mm-hmm. I was, the demons were manifesting I screamed the whole time yeah <laughs> and the demons were just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. And I just want 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 to say that like, you know, um be careful like what you do cuz sometimes like sometimes the things you watch aren't good and the things you do aren't good. And sometimes that you you have to like you had to be careful for what you do. And I just ask that you guys, um, guard your hearts and, um, you know, keep going for God and just keep serving Him. Yeah. 
and mm. just we just thank him for delivering us right yes. now. We just thank you for deliverance. Deliverance is a powerful thing yes. for everyone. Yeah. Any any Christian can do it. Anyone can do it. You, me, everyone can do deliverance. And it's so special and powerful. But some pastors just don't want to do it. They don't have the time <laughs> and they don't they're like why why would I want to spend my whole hour casting this demon? <laughs> That's, that's what they say. They be lazy, say. Yeah, they lazy. They just, they just didn't. They just want to come every Sunday. The next morning, they over here partying. <laughs> I hope the pastor ain't, but some are. <laughs> he said every day. Well, I think we need to find a new pastor. <laughs> he need he need deliverance for sure. He if if he coming to church and then he going home and drinking every day. But that's our reality though. So for some that's a that's a secret sin that is hidden from the congregation and people don't know that they're struggling with these demonic presences and they still are anointed and powerful and they still preaching and yet even they need deliverance. So you haven't said anything wrong, but I hope we can discern these things so that we know to move on from these ministries. If that be the case, but you know, as a believer, uh, you know, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility all individually, um, to operate in spiritual warfare. We don't have to wait to go to the pastor for prayer. We don't have to wait to go to our spiritual leaders or to our Sunday school teacher, like wait till we 60, right. Or wait till we 60 to just decide to, to, um, stand up against the powers of the enemy and the kingdom of darkness. It is all of our individual personal responsibility and I'm training my children up my son and my daughter both my my daughter's 16 she'll be 17 this year and baby boy and <laughs> baby boy is 11 and so I'm training them in prayer hey guys quick question have you ever experienced sleep paralysis difficulty reading and retaining the word of God dominating thoughts pain with no explainable source what about anxiety panic attacks feelings that you're being watched or just some mere eerie evil presence near you may be experiencing demonic attacks and when in doubt cast them out flawed and free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual in person and group altar call deliverance contact us at info at flawedandfree.com send your request for an oppression healing intake form or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to the flawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form get free with flawed and free today and warfare and spiritual warfare um they're learning um the ministry of deliverance they actually do assist me in some of my deliverances um as instructed and taught by the lord so the holy spirit has been um, showing me how to help them fast and pray and so because this generation and even the generations to come are in huge trouble if we don't partner and really teach them they don't have to be 20 30 40 years old to learn how 
how to war in the spirit. And so, you know, the ministry is many people in the world that I help. There's no way that I'm not going to I'm going to go outside of my home and make sure that everybody else is delivered and, and the captives are set free. And my children are right here in the next room in bondage. It just didn't make sense to me to do so as God is leading and and aligning me and showing me what he wants me to do individually and for my home, for my children, they are definitely a high priority. And God has given me charge over them as their spiritual guardian. And as their mother, he has trusted me with them. And so it's important that I not only teach them about the world and in the natural, but the spiritual, right? Because the supernatural realm and the spiritual realm is really more real than what they see. It's more real than the natural. So my children are being taught up and trained up in the Holy Spirit. They both actually, um, through fasting and prayer, they fast with me. Now I don't do all of my fasts. I fast a lot more than them, but I've been instructing and teaching them how to fast. And through a fast, um, and a request from themselves to the Lord, they both have received the baptism by fire. They received the second baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So Xavier two, Lanaya got it first. Uh, well, the manifestation, the Lord, I believe when they asked, he delivered on the on the ask at the very moment they asked. But um, she was able to manifest and, and speak in tongues. Um, and I was there the day that she received that impartation in the spirit and began to pray in the in tongues. And my son, we were actually interceding in, in, in our prayer closet together one day uh, for friends and family and as led by the spirit of God. And I, you know, the Lord, it, of course, I pray in the spirit every day. And my daughter began to pray in the spirit. And so the her, her and I both, and she is gifted as an intercessor as well. And so, um, so we're praying in the spirit and baby boy, I start hearing a third tongue. And I was like, What's going on? And discovered that he was then being released and his um his tongue was being um loosed in the earth and he was um receiving the manifestation of what God had given him in speaking in tongues. It was one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever heard in my entire life is to petition and pray and intercede um, before the Lord in connection as I yoked my faith with theirs. And they all, all three of us were praying in the spirit. So tears of joy, of course, flowed down my face to hear. But just more than that, just being able to train them up in the area of spiritual warfare so that they can be victorious in these end times and that they can begin to arise as end time warriors and help others that God is calling them to minister the gospel to, that God is calling them to raise up and heal the sick and cast out demons. And even at this very age, they can make a difference 
difference even in their generation. So glory be to God. I'm so grateful to God. And so it's truly, truly, truly our responsibility to daily operate in spiritual warfare. And we do that by putting on the full armor of God for Ephesians 6, 10 and 12 says, finally, this is the NKG version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Glory be to God. So we know that God has given us the power that God has given us the authority to defeat the kingdom of darkness. Now, authority comes through salvation. Your authority given to us by Christ Jesus comes through salvation and your power comes through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So God has given us dominion. God has given us power. God has given us authority through salvation and through the baptism in the Holy Spirit when we received him to have these things so that we could carry out our spiritual assignments and our spiritual responsibilities in his authority in Jesus name. And so as their um, guardian, as, as my children's spiritual guardian and their parent, I have not only natural authority that was given to me by Christ, but I also have spiritual authority as their legal guardian, as their parent. So I was able to come into and yoke my faith, even with their belief in faith, that God would deliver them from this demonic oppression and from this demonization. So demons are known to gain access through entrances. So we know people say, how can, you know, do children have demons? And most people would reference a child as a demon or say, oh, that child's so bad. And that's just a little demon right there. Right. And so, but then question, can a child get deliverance? It's like, yeah, a child can absolutely receive and get deliverance. And they, we are, we are very well knowing that demonic powers and, and, um, and, um, Entities that demon, demons are gaining access through entrances via the womb. They gain access to a person through the birth canal, through the umbilical cord. So we know that they seek to gain um, um, entrance into a person through the bloodline. So, yes, children can be demonized. They can be oppressed by demons. They need deliverance just as well as adults. Why would we wait until they're 20, 30 and 40 years old to cast a demon out when we clearly can see that these things that our children may struggle with and discern in the spirit that it's a demonic spirit, then you waste no time just as you wouldn't waste time with an adult struggling with something. And so the demons will just as with an adult, they're called up in the same manner, in the same way, they're called up, confronted and casted out in the exact same manner. Now for children, um, 
Uh, my children were my first, actually, that I did for deliverance. Um, and children are generally easily delivered. Why? Because they haven't been there long, right? They haven't been there. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that you have to necessarily six months old be throwing the baby across the room, throwing some anointing oil on them, <laughs> casting a demon out, right? But, you know, at an appropriate age and, you know, of course, as through the leading of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, you are going to discern when is an appropriate time if you see or um, or know or the Holy Spirit reveals um, 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 some demonic presence that you need to cast out. Um, so use wisdom, right? Y'all use wisdom. But yes, their they're children are generally pretty easily de- um, delivered. Um, there are some special cases. There are some situations where um, young children have experienced some great trauma or something else has happened or occurred at a young age. Um, And so it may be a little bit more challenging almost as with an adult. But for the most part, um, you know, it's 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 generally easily done. Um, And that's that's because, you know, they just aren't as embedded in the flesh yet. It's one thing to be living with a demon for 40 years and 50 years than maybe five, right? Or two, or maybe if it's one that may have come in in the last year or two and they're eight or 10 or, you know, so, you know, they just haven't had the time to wreak the amount of havoc that they have in some of our lives through adulthood. So, you know, quite, you know, of course, we will always reference things in scripture. And so those seven, those seven, um, um, scriptural references of demonic powers being cast out through scripture. There is one where, of course, Jesus cast a demon out. Uh, there's many, but at least that are recorded, but where Jesus cast a demon out of a boy. And the father was, the father was really, really, desperate, right? He was desperate for this deliverance for his son. And the disciples, they tried to cast this demon out. They just weren't able to, they just, they just weren't able to. And there's a number of things that were going on in this scripture um, that was a hindrance to casting this demon out of the boy, but the boy was healed. And so I'll start from around um, verse 17 in Mark. If you go to Mark 9, 17 through 29, 17, verse 17 in the NKJV version says, then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And verse 18 says, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Verse 19 says, he answered to him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him immediately, look at that. That's some power right there. The spirit just took a look at Jesus (laughs) and immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground 
and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Verse 22 says, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23 said, Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24 says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Verse 25 says, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead so that many said he is dead. Verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Verse 28, and when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Verse 29 says, so he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. What a meaty scripture for the boy that got the the demon cast out of him by Jesus Christ. So much was happening. There were there was there was a lack of faith, unbelief and and um, so much more that was happening in this scripture. There was a deaf and dumb and mute spirit that this boy was oppressed with. And Jesus was able to cast this. Of course, he was able, but Jesus cast this demon out of this boy, which caused so much torment through his life and had been there through childhood. So this this clearly answers the question is, yes, a a child can be demonized. Yes, they can have a demonic spirit or spirits. And yes, they can be delivered and cast out. Glory be to God. What stuck out to me even is even in my son's personal testimony of his deliverance. And he was just sharing with you all how the spirits were crying out of him. Um, That references verse 26 said, then the spirit cried out. And so we've seen a lot of times even as a deliverance minister where people are convulsing or, or, you know, just going through the motions of deliverance, the demons are crying out of them and their bodies just go limp, you know, as the demon is cast out. And sometimes it just looks like they're dead. Like it would appear if you don't understand or know what's going on, um, where it, when they just, it looks like they just passed out, right? And it's not always the case, but it does happen, right? As demons are being evicted and cast out of a person, it looks different um, for different situations and circumstances. However, this is very much 
um, just um, a synopsis, a, a highlight of what it looks like when a demon is being cast out, not just of a child, but as in a person in general. So I am just so excited that my beautiful children have joined me today to share with you guys their personal experiences in deliverance and casting out demons. Thank you guys for visiting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank no you. you got anything else you guys want to add? No. 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 Xavier, since since you are the young man of our home, it's just the three of us at the moment until God does uh, since my husband. <laughs> but as the young man the, of the home, would you like to close us out in prayer? Yes. Yay. Grace us. Lord, we ask that you help us, help us with our unbelief, Father God. Sometimes it seems that we have doubts, Father God, and we just ask you that you you help us with our doubts, Father God. And we just thank you um, for protecting us and for guiding us, Father God. And we just ask that you help deliver us from any de- any demon, any demonic spirit, or any anything that opposes you, Father God. And we go to you, we run to you, Father God, because you are the only way, Father God. And we just thank you that you protect us father god and we just thank you that you deliver us from demonic spirits father god and we just ask that any demonic spirit on anyone father god they that they must leave now in the name of jesus they must not come back in the name of jesus and we just ask that that you send your delivering power to deliver each each of us father god for our sins, Father God, and for generational curses, Father God, anything in our bloodline, Father God, we just ask to you that you cleanse our bloodline, Father God, in yes, the name Father. of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father God, for all, for all, for your mercy, Father God, for your everlasting mercy, Father yes. God. We just thank you for your loving power, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to God be the glory. And I pray that all of you have been blessed by today's podcast. And I am so glad to serve every single one of you. And we will see you next week. Same place, same time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube on my channel and follow. Don't forget to meet me live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Tea and Testimony with Tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions. I'll be streaming from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Flawed and Free, or if you're streaming from IG, it's at The Flawed and Free. Till next week, God bless, where we are free to be me, flawed and free.